G'day everyone and welcome to the 78 Amped Podcast. My name is Max Higgins and I'm uh, very happy to be joined today by singer-songwriter Alice Skye. How's it going, Alice? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, thanks for, for taking the time this morning. We like to start pretty much all of our shows the same way by asking what you're listening to. So what's what's been spinning in your playlists or if you've had any vinyl on lately, what's been uh, what's been getting a few spins? Um... I recently, I did listen to the new Lana Del Rey album yesterday. What are your thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed it. I was a really big fan of Lana Del Rey in high school, but I haven't listened in a while. Um, and I feel like I was resistant to some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The whole... Her whole thing, it's like a character, really interests me. Um, the production is really cool. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I will listen again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just, yeah, made me realise how kind of hard, wide I am to enjoy <laughs> that kind of music. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about that, like a lot of her albums though, like obviously there's kind of this through line of of that sort of, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like melancholy sound that yeah. I think is like it, it just tugs at everyone's heartstrings that little bit, but it's always like got that positive side to it too. Yeah, I just think yeah, the lyrics are really interesting. It's just yeah, I don't know. I find her really fascinating. <laughs> um <laughs> and I love I love that. Um and what else? I really have been loving an album from Dev Never called Where Have All the Flowers Gone. Um, okay. Yeah, I really, really, really like really like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's that sounds like a pretty a pretty forth like forceful uh um recommendation there. <laughs> No, just just, <laughs> just cementing my <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, we're here to talk today about um, this brilliant new festival that's sort of heading to the Hunter Valley, Brisbane, and the Yarra Valley, which is called Wildflower. And for anyone who who doesn't know, it's unique for the fact that it's it's an all female lineup with some of Australia's best female talent. First of all, how does it feel to be included on that inaugural lineup? Yeah, it's um, pretty nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They, yeah, the names on that lineup are like what I grew up listening to was very inspired by, um, yeah, it feels like a very uh, formative part of my life. (laughs) So listening to their music um so i'm yeah very grateful i'm really looking forward to it and like some of the names that you're going that sort of that are joining you on stage are going to be missy higgins and kate miller heidke and and sarah blasco amongst a few others and as someone who yeah as you said was kind of inspired by that what is it like what does that mean now that you're sort of you'll be standing beside them on stage like will you be trying to to learn something from from their the way that they perform on stage or are you just going to be like nah I'm here as a fan to watch like <laughs> what does that what does that mean for you look I'm gonna try and keep it as cool as possible <laughs> <laughs> um 
no I think like without a doubt I'll learn things watching I mean that's kind of my favorite thing about touring or what I miss so much about touring with other artists is you just do learn more being around people that are doing the same thing as you and yeah I idolized these people especially Missy Higgins was like I was a huge like had her lyrics printed out and posted <laughs> on my wall just so I could really take them in. <laughs> um, and I went and saw her like as a team, like came up from the country to watch her um, play. So, yeah, it's going to be very special to be backstage, definitely. But, um, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> you should bring those printed out lyric sheets and go to the sign and be like, please. <laughs> My teenage self would love this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like this, you know, there's going to be no way my uh, teen self won't make an appearance at <laughs> shows in like some emotional capacity. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited to see, or see them all play. Um, yeah. Huge Casey Chavers fan as well never seen her play very excited um yeah <laughs> no absolutely it's it's yeah an awesome lineup and i suppose like wildflower being an all-female lineup i suppose pre-covid when music festivals were a thing that we could go to pretty regularly gender representation and representation as a whole was a pretty pretty important discussion point that the, the australian industry was having and i suppose with the pandemic kind of hitting hitting pause on the whole industry. What do you think is the the chance for festival organisers to kind of look at this reopening as a chance to kind of start fresh mm. and, and build those lineups as a more diverse offering? Yeah, I mean, it's true. We've had a lot of time to really think about things and really have conversations, kind of lots of online conversations, lots of sharing. So, I mean, I hope that people were listening and, um, yeah, will action those things in a way that um, isn't just because they feel like they have to and to feel like some kind of diversity tick that box or something, like do it <laughs> because they, you know, they understand the importance of having different voices and different stories like I think that's you know that's the more the better and the richer um so yeah I hope I hope we see that a bit more um next year for sure absolutely and do you think that I mean as much as there was anything happening during the pandemic with things like online um streamed gigs and stuff like that do you think that that sort of that conversation started to to come to reality in those programs like over over the last 18 months or I suppose I suppose it's tough to say because there's you know it's 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 a bit of a absolute shit show for the last 18 months but. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I don't know I mean I don't know so much about that I guess I just think um being in Melbourne over the last couple of years spending the majority of it in lockdown you have a lot of time to think <laughs> <laughs> you yeah you know I feel I mean you you change over time always regardless of what's happening within that time but you know a lot has happened so um yeah I I think lots of people are coming out on the other side with 
um, new thoughts, new approaches, new ideas. Um, yeah, so hopefully that's positive stuff. But I think either way, it's going to be like an adjustment to <laughs> getting back into, um, yeah, into those spaces again. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what it feels like. As on that note, like obviously there's been a lot of chat about people going back to reality or real life, I suppose, post lockdown as a performer, do you, do you feel like, you know, that, what is it called? Like, like post lockdown anxiety is going to hit you sort of on stage or are you just excited to get back out there? I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like that regardless of fact. I mean, I mean, I am excited, definitely, but um, yeah, I think I just I don't really separate who I am as a person and who I am on stage very much. So, like, who I am as a person right now is like, yeah, I've been in lockdown for ages. I haven't seen heaps <laughs> of people. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what that um, transition is like. But I think that um, fortunately everyone I'm around feels, I mean, not fortunately that we feel the same, but the fact that we're able to, I don't know, I feel like maybe there's some more um, space and, um, yeah, more space for taking your time and like doing things at your own pace and there's no pressure. So if it's if it's weird, it's weird. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fine. No one's going to hold it against you. That's, yeah, that's for sure. I just if you get like, up on stage and you're like, this is weird, no one's going to be like, whoa, it's just you. Yeah, just you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, for one, I'm fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I miss being in the room and watching music as much as I'm sure I will. When I get on stage, I'll have that feeling and that realisation again. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's move it a little closer to home for you. It's been a couple of months since you dropped your fantastic second album, I Feel Better But I Don't Feel Good. Now, it's been in the world, obviously, yeah, for a couple of months, a little while. How do you feel that, that your audience has kind of received what you were sort of envisioning in that record? Um, I feel really happy with how, yeah, the messages that I've gotten and stuff have meant a lot to me Uh, it was obviously strange to release an album um yeah in this time and things kind of seemed like they were opening up but um yeah you could never be super sure so I'm really just glad it is out and we we got it out um yeah I think I don't know, I feel like (laughs) you have, like, relationships with albums, I think, and it changes over time. Um, So I'm excited to see, like, yeah, what the relationship to the album is like when we can actually play it live for people. (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah, I've been really so happy (laughs) with, with how it's gone i think because i go in with very low expectations so like it's always <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah so it can always go up but um yeah it's a very um the album means a lot to me i guess so it's, um it was nice to have that to work on well yeah. i'm sure like a lot of the sentiments that are in the album are shared by a lot of a lot of your fans obviously through yeah the last few months while they've been if in Melbourne and Sydney and mostly in lockdown for that time. So when when it comes to bringing that to a live 
setting, I'm sure that like, as well as for you, there'll be a lot of people that have that kind of specific emotional attachment to mm. to that album. Like, mm. So like, I, do, do you think that it'll take on a different kind of meaning to maybe your, your debut album and how that was to it? Definitely. I Yeah, doing the first album, I didn't even think about like having an audience or other people hearing it. It wasn't what I assumed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just got asked to record it and I was like, yeah, okay, like I would love to do that. Um, and that's kind of as far as I let the thoughts go. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the second time around was different, I guess, because I'd been playing shows and um yeah just a different approach I guess but um it is interesting <laughs> releasing it yeah in a time where lots of people are like oh this you know really relate to this but I didn't write it in like during the pandemic like it was done it was done before it was done we recorded like while there were fires across half the country it's just yeah I guess I'm just appreciating albums more as like a snapshot of particular time um, <laughs> um yeah a bit of a time stamp <laughs> it's just so it's got like it's not funny funny is not the right word but i'm just gonna use funny it's funny that you just say it like yeah it was before the pandemic when there was bushfires and <laughs> <laughs> other shit thing that happened you know earthquakes fires kind of, <laughs> yeah um <laughs> um yeah <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy um time and have you, have you started writing a new range of material and, and kind of if so have you felt that that like that the influences and processes that you, you use when you're writing an album have they changed through like the pandemic and 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 the not being able to tour the last album and stuff like that mm, yeah I mean the first like last year I really struggled I wasn't feeling creative at all and that was really hard to I think come to terms with because I wasn't playing shows or doing anything so I really didn't feel connected to like this whole part of what is a huge part of my life like the only job that I have so I was yeah that was really tough and I think lots of people experience that but and then on the flip side some people found it was like a really good time to just like bunker down and create lots of stuff but um yeah it's it's interesting but definitely from that has changed I think my approach and um yeah the last few months have been just writing again and it's just happening again and it's been a really nice <laughs> reminder <laughs> that I still enjoy it and I still want to do it and I yeah I guess that's something I'm constantly thinking about is just like this pressure to create versus just like when it naturally happens and that yeah it's nice when it feels easy and natural um but yeah I think my process and approach will change always hopefully um <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, a very good point <laughs> um yeah so I, I'm really yeah I'm excited um I think yeah, change can be scary. And I feel like everyone's probably gone through a lot of different changes in this time. So, um, yeah, it's fun to start being like, oh, yeah, change is also can be good. <laughs> 100%. And I'm sure there's so many people who are in that bandwagon mm -hmm. at the moment. 
you've also you signed to the the Bad Apples music label that Briggs started, um, which showcases some incredible Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander musicians. But my question is, have you ever been tempted to jump in the booth and just spit bars with Nookie <laughs> or Birds? Just get your just get your best rap on. I mean, maybe it's happened. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be the best. Like just to discover that that Birds. There's no there's no person that's Birds. It's just Alice Guy. <laughs> Yeah, people don't know this, but (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) look, I wish, I wish, wish my brain worked at that capacity. Um, But I'm like, I live on like 60 BPM, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you've got some fire bars in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, look, never say never. Maybe like album three, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Album three is Alice Guy just does Missy Elliott style stuff. That'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose what else is uh, coming, kind of coming up on the horizon for for Alice Guy in twenty twenty two? Um. Well, we're gonna, you know, tour the album, do the album tour that we um, had planned around. Um, I think it's gonna be around April ish. Um, announcing that soon. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that, but. Yeah, I'm really, I mean, I am excited to play shows again, but I'm really looking forward to recording and like starting the next kind of bit. Um, and just being in a room with people and playing music. I haven't like been in a room with my band in months. So um, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to to that. Um, and got going to release a little EP at the end of this year, um, actually with some, remixes um by some of my favorite uh, local artists i'm super excited excited. so good yeah i'm very excited (laughs) (laughs) well the uh the wildflower festival is touring on the east coast in 2022 at rochford's rochford wines in the yarrow valley on march 12th brisbane's river stage on march 19th and then at the roche estate in the hunter valley on april 2nd tickets are on sale now and alice sky your latest album i feel better but i don't feel good is available to stream or purchase now and alice thanks so much for for taking the time to come and have a chat with us and and tell us yeah about uh what your plans are for next year as well. Thank you. My pleasure.